This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. But let's let's move to our lightning round, which is presented by Data.World, uh, the data catalog for successful cloud migration. And I'll kick it off first. So we talk so much about data, 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 data. Will people care about knowledge? Yes, I hope so. It's without that, it's kind of pointless. It's just rows, entries in databases. Well, I mean, I'm with you that I hope so. I think, I think. It, it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's up to folks like you and us and everybody. And a lot of people we talk to, like, we need to make this change. That's that paradigm shift. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Second question. So if, if a company has a very closed culture around sort of curiosity, knowledge sharing, sort of being vulnerable that way, does change start? Because individuals in the company are going to make a choice and really from the ground up start to make that groundswell? Or in contrast, is it really something that has to start from the top? Um, I think there's option uh, C. Uh, it has to be a combination of top and bottom. Uh, mm -hmm. They have to meet somewhere in between. There's not going to be... You can't do it without support from top leadership. And you can't do it without the engagement of people actually doing the job. Um, so there has to be a balance, I think. All right, next one. Um, is knowledge creation a job? Uh, that's a tricky one. Uh, depends on what you mean with a job. Um, a job to me sounds like, oh God, something I got to do, you know? I think it's more of a, fun thing but if you for job you mean like something that has a clear scope and must produce an output a very clear output then yes knowledge creation is a job hopefully it's a fun job to do all right hmm. all right last question fast forward three years from now will the data slash organizational therapist or organizational psychologist be a real role I very much hope so. Uh, maybe not not mainstream yet. I think it's going to take a little longer than that. But um, uh, but I, I still see some you know beginning the, the the just the sparks. You know something is changing. People understand that it is about people and processes. And so what does that mean? You know someone will have to figure it out. And as you experiment, the stuff will will become obvious. And there's plenty of brilliant people managers out there that know about psychological safety and leadership. So it won't it won't take long to connect the dots. Yeah, I, I hope so. It, it certainly feels like we're moving in that direction. And with things like data product managers, for example, it feels like there's more of an emergence and a valuing of roles that are caring about the stakeholders mm -hmm. and thinking about like, oh, how can we provide more value to each other and what are your problems right so i think hopefully we're moving in the right direction yep well uh ttt tim take us away with your takeaways we got so much stuff here that um i'm just going through our, our list of takeaways yeah so many good <laughs> takeaways from this conversation Lawrence. and and like to start off we kind of talked about like how how do you understand your business how do you you know really absorb and create knowledge and uh what you what you really mentioned and i bolded it in my notes is never be tired to ask questions and follow the money 
So ask questions, follow the money. Uh, it's okay not to understand. Ask questions, ask questions, learn, follow the connections. Relationships are really key. Relationships are between people. Value is based on people, not based on machines. Uh, and if you understand the dynamics, the relationships, the people, you can make uh, you can make decisions more effectively. Uh, and ultimately, it will all lead to cash flow. So this all connects back to business, the business value at the end. Um, and um, how do you know what relationships matter the most, though, or what people matter the most, or what uh, you know things matter the most? Um, you need business literacy to know that. So for data people, this is a theme that keeps on coming up over and over again lately on our show is that it's not just about trying to get the business people to have data literacy. It's perhaps even more important for us to really think about how do we bring business literacy to data people and, and, and really encourage that. Um, how do we get people thinking this way? Is it just for business leaders or is it for everyone? And you said, no, it's for everyone. Like everyone needs to be a part of this and thinking this way. Um, and you kind of made a callback to our, our conversation with um, with Matt and Joe Reese, uh, uh, the writers of the, uh, the the data engineering book from um, Fundamentals of Data Engineering from O'Reilly around uh, curric curriculum driven development for technical people. As technical people, we get fixated on the latest stack. That's an implementation focus, not a business focus. Um, business feels messy. Feels like you know it's more like people, and it's fuzzier. It's a different language. It's uncomfortable. Uh, we don't do it because we're worried we're, worried we're going to get judged. And so you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable um, and be willing to kind of put yourself out there and and uh, and sort of practice it. Do it, right? Because if you don't do it, it's really hard to do. You don't fall into that pattern. Uh, see patterns when you're outside the team. People appreciate it when you see patterns. And, and try to have genuine conversations. So be curious. Ask questions. Uh, the more you know, the more you learn you don't know. Um, there's a difference between knowledge transfer and knowledge creation, you said, right? Knowledge transfer is more of this sort of structured, ready to absorb, very constrained kind of information, but it doesn't go into communication or, or connection or empathy or some of the more business context, the relationship side of it. Uh, and it doesn't go beyond sort of the basic requirements, whereas knowledge creation is it's messy. It's not linear. You can't always predict how long it's going to take and creating knowledge within the enterprise um, is something that's uh, a lot harder, but perhaps a lot more valuable, uh, an untapped opportunity. Uh, and you mentioned some creative approaches to be able to kind of do knowledge creation. Um, you know, uh, for example, you mentioned like creating a Slack bot that uh, uh, would provide the most important metrics to people. And it starts that conversation and, and starting to like leverage that knowledge in more interesting ways, create sort of second order knowledge. Um, and then uh, you also mentioned uh, about sort of um, automation, right, as being a factor that can help. Um, you can't do 100% automation, right? And perhaps it's even hard to get close to 100%, uh, but uh, you can make it easy to access and you can add, you can make it easy to add to the body of knowledge. So I thought that was some great advice there. And then Juan, what about you? What were your takeaways? We got, we got more here. So one of them is um, humans are lazy. I love, I love this. This is, this is the honest company. We're lazy machines. So we always favor the path of least resistance. Right. So um, I think that's something we need to acknowledge. And so one of the ideas is like, how can we come up with create a, some sort of a community model, like within an organization, think of like a Reddit or stuff like that. And where we can be, get very tight and short and concise about uh, what we're talking about. Like think, think like Twitter, we always talk, talk about that. Right. So uh, we, th this was something that I really liked is humans are lazy how do we make sure that we can extract and kind of create that knowledge understanding those those understanding those incentives that we need to be able to go provide around that 
I mean, and then we're like, this kind of seems like, is it actually going to happen? Are we doomed or not? I mean, you're happy. I'm happy to hear that you're optimistic about that. And I like how you said that you get that adrenaline spike when you when you when you know something you teach it somebody else and somebody else acts upon it they get excited about that. I think we need to have more of those adrenaline spikes and, and get people kind of learning more about what's happening. And, and I think that that you show that excitement, other people get that excitement, and that that all sticks around that. And then we talked again about that data therapist or organizational psychologist. Um, everybody should learn about therapy around these things and maybe uh, someone external kind of who, who, who can oversee everything around the different organizations who are not like specific to a particular domain. They can have that objective viewpoint about things and that's that facilitator. And then finally, I like your advice to the technical people. It's like, yeah, you know what? Get out of your uh, lunch in front of your screen. No, go talk to somebody else and just go understand what department they're in and what, what are they working on and why are they working on that and why is that important? Just start to get – that's a kind of very easy steps about that. Woof, that was a lot. And meditate. That was a great summer. And meditate. Yeah, meditate. Meditate. And I might, I might have uh, – uh, fantastic. I, I, just re-listening, I think I'm, I got my neuroscience wrong, and that tells you that I'm not a neuroscientist. I think it's dopamine. It's not adrenaline, the, the, the spike that I'm looking for. But yeah, the message is there. You know, get your dopamine spike, find it, chase, cherish it, because that's energy. Uh, in the end, you know, if you are six or seven levels disconnected from the chief executive, that's the reality of large organizations. You know, if they don't, you can't expect for people to always say, to praise you, to find that spike. Sometimes it has to be that has to come from within yourself, you know, even when nobody is actually seeing the work you're doing, but you still feel that dopamine spike. You're like, I'm going to go to work tomorrow and I'm going to try X, Y, and Z, you know, and you keep, you keep following that. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that engine. Yep. All right. So now back to you, three questions. What's your advice? Who should invite next? And what resources do you follow? Uh, okay, so from I'm gonna go in reverse order. Resource I follow. Let me let me read my uh, podcast list. So there's one podcast that I really love, uh, the Knowledge Project by uh, Sean Parrish. I've been listening for quite some time, and he just covers a lot of things. And just recently, a lot into the psychology and building teams and emotional intelligence, which is really interesting. Uh, I should get him on my podcast eventually. I'll I'll get there. There is um, uh, Equity Mates. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast. It talks about investing, but you really understand more you know, money. So if you're not that well-equipped with thinking about money and investing in businesses and, um, and VCs and you know, capital raises and all that stuff, that's an excellent podcast. So that, that, you know, it's the beginning of developing those business skills. Um, what else do I follow? I follow... The Look and Sound of Leadership is another fantastic resource by uh, Tom Henschel. Uh, he's got this storytelling format, you know, short 10 minutes episodes that are solo. So it's just him telling a story. Uh, but yeah, it's pow they're powerful, you know, and, and it's short anecdotes, you know, of things that happened and how that person managed to gain uh, more confidence or establish executive presence, things that we need, we as data Technical people need to develop a, a lot more. I think these are the top three, to be honest. And obviously, well, oh. the Catalog and Cocktails podcast should be in the top three. As I said in my podcast, um, it's definitely in the top three list because you guys cover so many topics and just a, 
it's it's just food for my brain <laughs> so keep doing Thank that you so much. yeah no, we love it and we love your podcast That's as true. well so discovering yeah. data is awesome so go in reverse so then who should we invite next um hmm. you know i it's been a long time on my list but I've, and it's probably never going to happen for me because I'm not at that stage there but I'd love to have a conversation with Simon Sinek um, he's been talking about leadership for a very long time and popularizing uh, a lot of concepts like infinite games mindsets and all that stuff it'd be, it'd be cool to have a chat with him or maybe with someone that worked with him sooner or later to get to get yeah. insights on how do you actually build teams you know and lead them and make them thrive all the why that yeah that, that would start that's with why and oh man yeah. i would love to chat with him we should wow. team up and figure out how we can get him in a room <laughs> maybe yeah exactly maybe we can that's, invite that's, him. that's actually a great idea go figure this out we combine the audiences and we one episode and we, yeah definitely let's do it yeah and finally what's your what's your advice about data life life <laughs> whatever i don't whatever. know if i can give Broad advice about life to be honest uh life is messy i'm still very much in the process of figuring that out uh, data data the advice about data well don't my advice is this don't think too much about data think about the what you can learn from the data in other words knowledge and don't to, don't fix too much on the knowledge you acquire and control as an owner of knowledge Instead, think about the multiplication effect that comes in when you share knowledge. So find opportunities to share that as much as possible, whether it's a talk or a Slack or a tweet, whatever is your channel, share knowledge, get feedback and learn and find your dopamine spike. That's a great way to finish this. Loris, this was fantastic. Thank you for going. We got we went down this very interesting kind of road of of being practical and being kind of uh, philosophical around this. And these are the conversations that I truly appreciate because they they stick with you. Guys, absolute pleasure. I had so much fun. We should do this again. Very yeah, much, yeah. very much looking forward to this. Well, That's thank awesome. thank you so much. And as always, we say thanks to Data World who lets us do this all the time. And Loris, thanks to you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. With my, Cheers with my empty coffee. <laughs> Cheers.